Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by Paul Wildington of InsideTexas.com. Uh, it is time for our Saturday conversation because guess what? It's game day. The Longhorns take on Wyoming uh, this evening at DKR. Uh, a 7 o'clock kick for the game. Uh, Paul, uh, the Longhorns coming off uh, a huge monster win in Bryant-Denny. I think, and I've been talking to the guys, I was talking to Jerry earlier, we think that there's just going to be a huge turnout this week for the Longhorn football team, given that it's a late game, the, the fans should be in the seats early. Uh, just a number of factors lead me to believe that that this is not going to be your typical non-conference fan group uh, at, on, on site today at DKR. Yeah, don't leave out the new LED light display, Bobby. It's going to be like a <laughs> going to be like a Pink Floyd concert out there. Uh, yeah, the Longhorns, the first chance to go 3-0 and since 2012. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, Texas fans need to be fired up about this one. I mean, it's a, it's the, the weather's going to be cool. You're going to have a nice evening game. You're going to have that sense of, of, of welcome for the team after they went and conquered on the road. Uh, I, I want that team to get off the bus on Bebo Boulevard and, and be shocked at how many people are there and how, how fired up everybody is. Because I think if we want to hold this team to a standard of play, which we do, hey, let's let's hold the fans to a standard of, of fanaticism and cheering uh, as well. It's on us. Yeah, I, I agree with that. They deserve it, right? I mean, it'd be one – some teams, you know, this don't uh, – but this one seems to be ready to, to change things in Austin, which I think is uh, uh, exhilarating in some so many ways. All right, Paul, uh, get down to the game. You and I talked on Thursday. Uh, you kind of lined out the idea that you think Wyoming is going to try to create a controlled run, a controlled passing game uh, that uh, gets into third and three, third and four a lot, and the Longhorns are going to have to stop them. Uh, you also uh, feel like Wyoming, while they are good on defense, they're not built with a lot of speed, so Texas should be able to try to uh, get at them despite their experience on defense. Everything in that realm still hold for you. I think the line right now, is, uh, as we talk, is about 28 and a half points uh, for Texas. So they can try to do what they want, but everything uh, looks like Texas is favored heavily here. Yeah, famous last words before, right before kickoff. But I, I struggle <laughs> to envision scenarios where the Wyoming offense scores, Bobby. I mean, what, what do you – I mean – did you watch Tech? Have you watched any of Wyoming? Do you, does, does the offense strike you as dynamic? I mean, how are they going to have a 17-play, 80-yard drive without three penalties, I guess, keeping them alive? Um, I, I agree with you. I, I think Texas can stop too many people up front too, too, too authoritatively, I guess, if they just make one tweak. I, the, the, the quarterback, the only, only thing that I could say, and this will deal with just about any quarterback Texas plays this year, if the quarterback gets hot, you know, and plays some un incredible game, then all bets are off on just about any college football match, right? I mean, not all of them, but a lot of them. And so I, I think that, you know, that would be one one way. But, you know, I really believe, and, and Steve Sarkeesian went over it on uh, Thursday and on Monday and Tuesday uh, when talking to the media, the thing that Texas has to guard against today is complacency. Yeah, that is that is the thing that Texas has to guard against, because if they come out and play a good, solid game on both sides of the ball, Texas should emerge. It should be the winner, uh, clearly, on Saturday night. Well, and a slow start would just take all the air out of the crowd 
and the football. And that's when your home crowd dynamic actually turns against you a little bit because they start to recall the trauma of the last decade and Texas teams taking stuff for granted. And they're going to be irritated, even if there's a good reason that Texas starts slow, right? There's just a stupid penalty or, you know, someone doesn't take care of the ball and people are going to be grumbling a little bit, right? So I think it's incumbent upon Sarkeesian on offense, particularly. Like, let's start with a little tempo. Let's start with a little pace. Like, let's get going. Let's get a little script going. Not your best stuff, but just something that the team knows we're going to run on our first three plays, five plays. And let's get going. Let's get up on the ball. Let's snap it. And and let's attack that Wyoming defense and get the crowd into it. I'm not concerned about the defense, Bobby. Partly it's it's attitudinal of just what it is when you are a good defense. Also, I think if Pete Kwiatkowski is as good a motivator as I think he is, I think he's going to put the challenge to them of, hey, I think this is a team that we can shut out. If, If we go full bore, on every play, we don't bust anything. I think this is a team that can finish. We could finish this game with a goose egg on the scoreboard. That would be an incredible achievement for this team in, in modern football. Uh, let's go shoot for that standard. And that's something defensive guys can rally behind and, and get excited about. Um, flash forward from this podcast, six hours, someone listening, and it's it's 10-0 Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we look, you, you – you know, we can predict as much as we want, but they got to go out there and play the game. I, I think that the, the, the larger structures around it, whether or not they come out uh, firing on all cylinders, uh, whether there's complacency in the ranks uh, or uh, the defense, to your point, I mean, things can happen, you know, fumble in the end zones. The, the Texas has had problems with different types of pressure before. They did against Baylor last year. They did against Rice this year. Uh, say Wyoming starts doing that kind of stuff and, and kind of gets – Texas all discombobulated. There's all kinds of things that that could cause this game to go sideways. I just don't see a scenario where it goes so sideways. Uh, the Longhorns are really licking their their wounds after this one. Uh, now, that's that's I think that's what that's what you were really getting at yeah. um, when when you said that earlier. And I and I tend to agree. That being said, uh, anything can happen on any given Saturday. All right. Um, Look, let, let's go down what we do on Saturdays, Paul. Paul, you and I take a few Big 12 games that we want to highlight. We also talk about a few national games uh, that we want to highlight as well. Uh, but before we do that, we want to say thank you to our uh, sponsor, Gabe Winslow. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Saturday, we're challenging Longhorn fans and the Longhorn team to be ready. This guy's always ready. He's sitting by his phone waiting for your call. He's Gabe Winslow, mortgage king of Texas extraordinary. You can reach him 832 832- Five five seven one zero nine five. Over twenty years in this street, he's a diehard Longhorn. Really sharp guy. He's got a law degree. He's worked on every side of this industry. Being a really effective mortgage guy is a lot more than just giving you a quote. Uh, it's about structuring the deal, and it's about working in, in terms of optimality for what fits you best in your financial life. Give him a call. Talk it over. Eight three two five five seven one zero nine five. If he's not your first call, make him your last call. All right. Uh, thank you, Gabe, uh, for sponsoring the show. Paul, the other thing I would say to you uh, in, in this regard uh, about um, these games that we're going to go over and uh, all this stuff, we really wanted to pick the games that we thought were of interest to Texas fans and kind of go in order of when they're played, right? So in the Big 12, the games that that we picked out, K-State and Missouri may be the most interesting of them all, and it kicks at 11 on the SEC Network. Uh, K-State goes to Missouri 
Um, this is uh, potentially Eli Drinkwitz's year to, you know, do something at Missouri. Chris Kleiman seems to have the Wildcats uh, on the on a rail towards another Big 12 title run, uh, if nothing else. Uh, what are your thoughts on K-State K Missouri right now? I think this is a prove-it game for Eli Drinkwitz. I, look, he, this guy goes 6-6 six and six every year. That can't continue. They've circled this game on the calendar after Kansas State humiliated them in Manhattan last year. Um, Missouri hasn't looked good this year, Bobby. They, they just got by Middle Tennessee State last week by four. Uh, you know, supposedly they've had this game circled. They've been – they probably practiced – some, some Kansas State instead of Middle Tennessee State last week, and it showed. That said, I love Chris Kleiman's maturity. I love the consistency on offense. They have five returning starters on the offensive line. They have the returning quarterback. The two running backs they've got, as much as I love Deuce Vaughn, it's not a big drop-off from Deuce Vaughn to these guys. They're really good. Treshawn Ward and DJ Giddens. Uh, they've got enough speed outside. They've lost a little. And they look like they might have discovered a couple of corners, Bobby. So we'll, we'll stay tuned on that one, but that's something to watch for this game. Not that many of us are going to be able to watch it since it's on the SEC network, uh, but it's something to monitor of, of how they perform. One interesting point, this game opened at Kansas State minus six, Kansas State minus five and a half. It's now Kansas State minus three and a half. Those kinds of line shifts are interesting. I disagree with it. I like Kansas State in this game. I think it's going to be a competitive game. I think Kansas State's maturity and, and sort of confidence wins out. I think they win this game in, in Columbia, and I think Eli Drinkwitz is in trouble. And I, I think that could have some impacts on some recruitments that Texas is involved in right now. So we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. One of their top recruits is going to be in Austin uh, today uh, for the Texas game. That's Ryan Wingo, the wide receiver out of St. Louis University, who many thought might end up at Mizzou, but Texas uh, has emerged kind of as the leader right now. A five-star young man. All right. Um, the other games that I'm going to just mention briefly here all happen kind of in the middle of the schedule. Baylor hosts Long Island. I didn't know mm -hmm. Long Island had a football team. Iowa State goes to Ohio. That's uh, Matt Campbell special. He's trying to get back into the MAC maybe uh, for Iowa State and into the fertile recruiting territory of the state of Ohio. That's where he gets a lot of his recruits. Oklahoma goes to Tulsa. Uh, the Sooners, you know, uh, they should beat up, beat up Tulsa pretty good. Uh, Villanova goes to Central Florida. That's another FCS team. Miami of Ohio, not Miami uh, U, uh, uh, not Miami, University of Miami in uh, Florida, Coral Gables, goes to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's been actually a, a pleasant surprise early this season. They're off to a 2-0 start. South Alabama, uh, they go by USA, by the way, uh, versus Oklahoma State uh, at six. Tarleton State. Uh, goes to Texas Tech. That's a big one for Texas Tech. They're trying to get off the Schneid, right? I, I say that facetiously. Uh, and these are not these. This is the Tarleton State Texans, not the Houston Texans that are going to to Lubbock. All right, that leaves us with this group. Uh, let's start with BYU Arkansas. Um, that's at six o'clock on ESPN two. BYU goes to Arkansas. Obviously, uh, the later this year, BYU comes to Austin. Yeah, I mean, BYU is starting a new quarterback, Keaton Slovis. He's on the JT Daniels transfer plan. He's going to – he's a hired gun, available any anywhere and everywhere. Uh, he should probably advertise on this podcast, Bobby. We should contact, <laughs> we should contact Keaton Slovis and his family. Uh, 
you look, BYU debuted against Sam Houston State, and Sam Houston State's defense shut them down. BYU won a snoozer 14 to nothing because Sam Houston State does not have a quarterback or an offense, but that caught my attention. They need to rally quick and show that they can do something against a P5 team. Arkansas, they had a snoozer of their own against Kent State, which is one of the worst programs in America, uh, just because of how they were devastated by the portal. Uh, Arkansas struggled with them. And they were without Rocket Sanders, their star running back, 240-pound guy with a lot of speed. I don't know if he's going to play this week. I think he's a game-time decision. So we will see. Uh, BYU is traveling to Fayetteville. So I'm, I'm very curious about this game. What do you think about this? Is, it, is this kind of a declaration of if BYU is a contender or not? Or could this be another notch in the narrative and the story beyond narrative? It's a reality. It's a reality tale that the SEC's a little down this year, Bobby. They keep yeah. losing all these non-con games or playing them really tight. And that could play in Texas's favor in a big way if Texas takes care of business and we can avoid a two-bid SEC to the playoffs. What do you think? I, so I agree with you a little bit. I think the, the SEC may be down. They don't have a lot of good quarterbacks right now. Um, the, the ones that I would say, Paul, that, 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 that it's interesting to me, Sam Pittman was the cat's meow in Fayetteville after they beat Texas, went on a really nice run two years ago, right? Yep. Not so much now. Um, they've they've kind of tired of that um, and, and need to see more from their head coach. They thought they would see more by now, and they haven't. Um, that being said, I still think Arkansas is going to win this game. Uh, I do think they have, a, they have more talent than BYU, I believe, and I also think they have, uh, you know, I just think BYU, to your point, when you can only score 14 points against – Sam Houston State, I, I just don't see how you go into Arkansas and win in Fayetteville. I, I just don't see it. Yeah, and K.J. Jefferson is the kind of quarterback that you can throw the team on his shoulders and just say, hey, man, win the game. We're going to throw you 30 times and you're going to run 25 times, and we need this one. Uh, we got to get back right, and we don't have some of our guys. And uh, K.J. Jefferson's up for that. Now you run the risk of breaking him, and if they do that – Arkansas is done. They're not even a, a they're not a factor in the SEC West right now. They're even less of a factor. And now Sam Pittman's job <clears throat> starts to get in trouble. But yeah, I, I think it's an interesting game because look, beyond the, the marquee games where Texas goes in and beats Bama in their place, you had Cal really give Auburn a, a game. Auburn had to come from behind to win at Cal. Uh, Arizona, Arizona took Mississippi State in Starkville to overtime. These lower-level SEC games, if, if you see Arkansas really struggle with BYU, even, even in a winning effort, I think it's going to create some, some fire around the smoke that the SEC is down. And as I said, we're playing long ball here, and I'm not trying to eat the rat poison. Hey, we're, we can speculate all we want, right? We're not on the team. But if we can get a one-bid SEC for the playoff, boy, that, that really gives Texas some latitude to potentially stub their toe once during the season of the Big 12 schedule and still make the playoff comfortably. So there's, there's some stuff in peril here more than maybe the, the average observer might think. Uh, I, I want to mention now uh, we're, we're doing a, a Saturday conversation with Paul Wallington of Inside Texas. Uh, this is part of the On Texas Football Game Day. Uh, not only do we have this show on today, we have a pregame. Uh, Jerry Hamilton will be joining us from on site uh, at the stadium uh, then we have a watch with us, with uh, hosted by Aaron Hogan. 
that will uh, take place starting around 645 uh, later tonight. And then Rod, Rod Babers, Drew Kelson, and myself will follow up with the post-game show. Uh, this is all on top of all of the content you get uh, on InsideTexas.com on a daily basis. I, Paul, I, I counted up on Thursday and Friday, I believe, Inside Texas had more than 10 articles. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. On each in, in each day. I mean, it's just a machine right now. Uh, the amount of uh, articles we're pumping out. Let's go to let's go to one that's in the backyard brawl. It's called the backyard brawl. Pitt goes to West Virginia. Um, Pitt lost last week to Cincinnati. West Virginia is now one and one. Uh, Pitt's going to play another. They play another Big Twelve team in West Virginia. Uh, what do you think of this one for the 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 uh, Panthers and Mountaineers? Well, the interesting thing about Neil Brown and his tenure at West Virginia is you've seen a clear decline in the pro in the program. Right? I agree. Yeah, they had a lot of of hope and expectation. Um, he won a bowl game during the COVID year, and they act, they extended him. I mean. We got to talk about these athletic directors getting over their skis and extending coaches for inconsequential sort of uh, little victories that appeal to the fans. And they, they're not taking care and minding the store long term financially. But that's a divergence. Uh, look, West Virginia is not super talented, but they have established an identity of what they want to do and how they want to play. And I think they're going to keep these games close. Pittsburgh, Pat Narduzzi, I think he's a classic coach who's sort of, uh, very good at player development at the, the macro level, but at the, at the, at, I should say the micro level at the macro level, if you ever seen Pat Narduzzi game manage a game, it's, it's tough. It's tough to watch. There's a, there's a lot of nine-year-olds playing PlayStation who do it better. So uh, I think it'll be an interesting game. It'll be competitive. I don't think it has great consequence because I don't think West Virginia is a threat in the big 12. And in fact, they're not on Texas's schedule, but they could be valuable, you know, knocking somebody off, you know, particularly in West Virginia. You know, traveling there is never easy. Uh, I, you know, it's it's. I'll be honest, Bobby. I'm not sure it's a game I'll watch. I might flip around and, and check in on it. But I think Pitt's down. I think West Virginia's down. And I think it's it's a couple of coaches fighting to to make a bowl. Frankly, not good when that's the ABC game at six thirty. That's. Tough. All right, that's I, I, I'm guessing that's not going to do as much as Texas Alabama did last weekend. No, that, that ain't ESPN. Texas Alabama, LSU, Florida State, is it? Yeah. Uh -uh. All right. Hey, uh, seven o'clock. Obviously, Texas kicks against Wyoming. Uh, but really, let's talk about this one. You mentioned Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri and Sam Pittman at Arkansas potentially coaching for their jobs. The seven o'clock kick in Houston. 
is going to be Dana Holgerson coaching for his job. Sonny Dykes goes to, and the TCU Horn Frogs go to U of H. U of H lost to Rice last week. That's not good uh, if you're the U of H coach. I don't know if you lose that game and keep your job ever. Um, TCU uh, coming off uh, a win last week, but the, the loss the previous week clearly to Colorado. That's showing out to be pretty decent team. Uh, what are your thoughts on TCU going to U of H? The bummer of this, uh, Rice beating U of H, and by the way, Wyoming beating Tech, is that we don't get a net benefit from both of those wins. I'm presumptively assuming we beat Wyoming, and of course we handled Rice. So you would get a bump, you know, ordinarily if those teams went on and played. But because they play teams that we're going to play in the future, we're probably not going to get a lot of credit for it. Uh, but nonetheless, hey, I look, Holgo's in trouble. I, I said in October when they play West Virginia, it's the pink slips bowl, like loser gets fired probably in the parking lot. Uh, Holgo is trying to beat that and, and trying to get that done before. Uh, I think part of the issue is they're having trouble maybe lining up who they want at U of H because there's a, there's a, a disparity, let's say, between who they can actually get and who they think they, could, they should get or they're entitled to get. And I think uh, – they're going to find out that they may not be able to get the guy that they want. And, and that's fine. You can go find good coaches at the G5 level and, and who can elevate your program. Talk to Chris Kleiman, talk to Lance Leipold, right? But you got to identify those guys. And I think U of H is run by one particular booster who has an undue amount of input. And I think he likes the flash hire. I think he wants the name hire. And that could be in consequent, that could be in conflict, I should say, to the Chris Kleiman type hire, right? So, uh, look, this game is super interesting because TCU, they got exposed. I've, I've been writing the whole offseason, Bobby, to fade TCU. They were getting way too much respect. They're ranked in the top 15 in all the preseason polls. Just ridiculous. It's like a complete misunderstanding of how Big 12 development cycles work. That said, I don't think they're bad. I just think they need some time to gel, probably. Uh, U of H, not only might they be bad, they don't play very well. They don't play hard uh, against Rice. They didn't. They didn't play. They took it for granted. Like there's some established blue blood program, and Rice took it to them in the first half. And then Houston had a furious comeback, and ultimately Rice had the will to win in overtime. So, I, look, Holgo's looking at three and nine. Let's be realistic. He's looking at three and nine, four and eight, right in the face, and that ain't going to happen at U of H. So this is a, a desperation game. If Houston doesn't play like their hair's on fire, then that team has quit on them and they want them fired. That's the message you can take from that game. All right, Texas, uh, Wyoming, and then uh, comes in. And then Kansas and Nevada. Kansas goes to Nevada at 9.30 at night. That's going to be one of those odd games that you you wake up and you don't know what the score is going to be at 6 a.m. Because I, I don't think uh, I'm going to make it to, to, to midnight uh, after doing the post-game show with those guys, uh, with Rod and Drew. But, you know – Looking at that, that's the Big 12 slate. Some national games of note that you and I wanted to talk about. Uh, four o'clock, Washington picked the right time to go to Michigan State. With Mich Michigan State and Mel Tucker in all sorts of turmoil right now, Washington ranked number eight. They play at four o'clock on Peacock. Um, no joke, that's the name of this, the thing, given Mel, Mel Tucker's uh, latest uh, whatever you want to call it, what he's doing. Uh they're probably going to beat the you know what out of uh, out of Michigan State. I would imagine uh, that team has just got to be in disarray. 
I have a contrarian thought on that. But okay. My next question is Mel Tucker has a $95 million contract. Why does he have a second gig as a telemarketer, Bobby? <laughs> you'll have to ask oh. uh, you'll ask, ask the, the, the woman there that, I mean, just this crazy stuff going on, man. It's just, it's, has, it's no uh, yeah, it has so, no place. Like, probably the game of the week. Um, it would be nice if Florida would have beaten Utah is Tennessee versus Florida. Um, the Gators and Billy Napier, another coach on the verge or on the edge, uh, potentially uh, a 6 p.m. Uh, ESPN game. Uh, you know, I want to say this. Uh, a lot of people have asked me, how is Andre Karich, the former Longhorn, doing? He is starting at guard for Tennessee. So he's doing pretty good. And we're happy for him. Uh, but the Vols didn't, haven't looked great in their first two games either. Uh, they definitely look like they're a step down from a year ago, but they should uh, beat up on Florida pretty good, right? I don't know about that. Oh, really? I, I don't have huge confidence in Joe Milton. Um, he's the, the, he's the coach killer. He's the guy that gets you fired. And I mean, because he's got, he's six, five, he's two forty. He looks amazing in the pocket. He has a rocket arm. I can't name three NFL quarterbacks with a better arm, much less college. He, he doesn't really see the field and he's not accurate. And now he can go on hot streaks, but I think it helps him when his hot streak is happening with Jalen Hyatt and guys like that, Cedric Tillman out there running around. I think they're seeing a drop-off to Brew McCoy and those guys. Um, capable receivers, Squirrel Williams ain't Jalen Hyatt. So I think that's part of this. Also, historically, no matter the quality of the Florida team, they whip Tennessee in the swamp. That's just like a thing. Uh, I'm not putting too much credence in that. That said, the the counteracting balance here is that Billy Napier is a bad coach. I mean, in terms of managing the game, what he did, what he put on the field against Utah in terms of decision making, that was that was hard to watch, man. Uh, so I'm super hey, well, curious. Paul, Paul, I gotta ask you. I gotta jump in because he wasn't at at Lafayette. What happens when these guys go from and they're successful at smaller programs where they can kind of out muscle people? Yeah. to a program like Florida, well, where he can build that kind of program there. They can out-muscle people in recruiting eventually. But, man, it, it doesn't have to look that bad on the way there, does it? Yeah, Louisiana, I do distinctly remember. Because, remember, it was in the ether of let's hire Billy Napier, right? Post oh, yeah, Texas. Yeah, a little bit. And, uh, I remember there was one game where they got pressed late, and he made a series of really bad fourth-quarter decisions. So maybe he wasn't just – really put in super high pressure situations, right? It's one thing to, to be a really good poker player with your buddies. It's another thing to be a really good poker player at Binion's and there's a million dollars at stake, right? So I think it might just be brighter lights and bigger stakes. And Florida, that's a big job with a lot of pressure. So I'm, I'm fascinated by this game. I, I mildly favor Tennessee, but I don't think I'd lay a lot of points. I think they're trying to get out of Gainesville with like a, a three-point win. Interesting. All right. This is going to be the final game we talk about, and it's another coach that could be on the hot seat. I don't think he's going to be 1-1 one -one after this. Uh, ULM, Louisiana Monroe, goes to Aggieland, 3 o'clock SEC uh, network. Uh, you know, Paul, this is not a good ULM team. I don't think the Aggies have to worry about that. 
But what are the Aggies doing on defense to give up 48 point, really 41 points against uh, against uh, Miami? I mean, are they just you watched it? I mean, are they where do they have problems? What, why are the Aggies falling apart on D? They have the, talent. Their problem is the head man, Jimbo Fisher. In the offseason, this is a John Makovic move if you want to go old school, Bobby. Do you remember when we were impressed by his offense early, but we realized, hey, we got to shore up the defense? And he got the proverbial blank check, right? Go hire any defensive coordinator in the nation to include a young guy named Bob Stoops, right? And John Makovic went and hired someone sort of contemptuously that he knew and was sort of a, a, just not a, a known figure as a defensive coordinator. Uh, I think this is similar with Jimbo. He's got this lifetime contract seemingly. And they said, hey, you got to go replace Mike Elko. And he goes and hires a buddy, DJ Durkin. And I mean, I have not seen a lot of college football games where you muff a punt and get a punt blocked for a touchdown and go down like that at home. And then you rally and win fairly easily by double digits late in that game and just put it on A&M in the second half. Uh, look, if you, if you told me which of those two rosters would you rather coach in this game, I'd take Texas A&M's, period. You can't tell me that's not a more talented football team. But In Miami. Than Miami. Yeah. yeah. But they, they just – Jimbo Fisher's a bad coach. And I don't know what's going on with the guy. I'm not sure if it's hubris. I'm not sure if the game's passed him by. It's just he makes unbelievably bad decisions for the program. And I've never seen a press conference with Jimbo Fisher where he doesn't blame the players immediately after the game. Every single time. I've never heard him just say, hey, we did a bad job preparing this team. Contract look, the disaster up in Arkansas – with Steve Sarkeesian, a lot of we and me. I did, obviously we failed. I failed this team. The players didn't play. I didn't prepare them. That was, that was disaster. I'm embarrassed. They should be embarrassed. We're sorry. Jimbo Fisher, every single game, well, Miami was clapping and they were, they were jumping our signals and we were slipping on the logo. I mean, there's just always some excuse other than, hey, our defense didn't play well. And we didn't support Connor Wegman. I need to do better. We need to coach better. We need to play better. He, I've never seen a press conference where he takes responsibility or culpability for anything. It's always the players screwed me over. And I, I don't know why that flies in Aggie land and why the Aggies put up with that. Because if I was an Aggie fan, I would be going nuts hearing that from my coach every week. Uh, on top of his uh, press conference, a hastily called one uh, with uh, NIL. On top of that, where he he, I love that saying yes, we're good at nil. No, we don't do that. Turns out they, you know, then the then the uh, the uh, ad, you know, six months later puts out, oh, we spent this much in nil. <laughs> you know, I, look, I, it, it is what it is. Uh, uh, the Aggies are in in a situation where they got to figure out whether or not they like their coach long term. I'll tell That's, you what, Bobby, let's check the price of crude oil in December. <laughs> And that will tell you something about Jimbo Fisher's job security. If it's at 40 a barrel, he's got a, he's secure. I don't care what the record is. If it's 125, let's have a conversation.
All right, that's Paul Wadlington of InsideTexas.com. Paul, appreciate you so much. Uh, remember, we're going to be back a little bit later here with the pregame show. Me and Jerry Hamilton uh, be talking to, to uh, what's going on here on site uh, at uh, DKR. Uh, then we have the Watch With Us uh, that starts about 15 minutes before kickoff, followed by the postgame show. Uh, and please uh, also check in on InsideTexas.com throughout the day. That's where we'll have the latest breaking news, including updates on some recruiting news. Uh, Longhorns have a bevy of recruits in Austin today. All right, for Paul Wadlington, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been the Saturday Conversation on Texas Football.